What's up, people? Um, before I kick off the show, um, the first thing I want to do is give a moment of silence. One of our show legends, Eminem, lost his dad last night. And so I just want to offer a moment of silence for him and his family to let let them know that uh, our thoughts and prayers are with him. So I'm going to start the show with that. When I was growing up, I had a ton of people who taught me things. I spent a lot of time with my maternal grandmother, my parents, and my brother, who is five years older than me. I learned so many things from them in my young years, and it helped me as an adult. Unfortunately, more than ever, a lot of people don't have access to grandparents or a two-parent household or siblings old enough to have a few life experiences to pass down to the younger ones. And there are some who do have access who feel like they're not being understood when they do try to talk to them. So how can we as older people do a better job of helping the younger generation acquire knowledge and help pave the way to a brighter future? That's what we're going to discuss on this special Sunday birthday edition of the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Buckle up. Q radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And I'm broadcasting live from the south side of the T2Q Man Cave. It is Sunday, February the 20th, 2022, and this is the 11th birthday of the show. I started the show back on February the 20th, 2011, and um, it was a short solo act, you know, just something to cross off the bucket list. However, it grew more than I can imagine. And over the years, the show has been listened to over a quarter of a million times and over the course of 11 years and 982 episodes. And this is episode number 983 as I get just a little bit closer to 1000. And I truly want to thank all of you for being a part of this, whether it's through it was through one show or through multiple shows. I appreciate your time and my to show my appreciation on today's show. I'll be giving away an amazing painting called The Unit. Created in 2021, this painting is a one-of-a-kind creation from New Renaissance Studios. You can go to newrenaissance.com to see more paintings or follow the New Renaissance on Instagram to see some more of his amazing artwork. Now, to win this painting, all you have to do is comment in the chat room. I mean, that's it. Leaving a comment in the chat room during the live show will enter you into a drawing to win. Um, even my guests can participate if they want. At the end of the show, I'll randomly select a name. And as long as you're present um, and in the United States, you can win. And I'll ship this bad boy to you as soon as possible at no cost to you. Again, you must be present to win. Once I announce the winner, you have roughly like 30 seconds to respond in the chat room to claim the painting. Or I'll just pull another name. Now, I wish all of you luck as this is my way again of saying thanks for being a part of the show. So today we're focusing on the younger generation. What do they need from us, the older people, you know, to help guide them a little better? What can um, what can we do to help them avoid the mistakes that we made when we were their age? Uh, you know, bridging a generation gap has never been easy for any generation. 
younger people, regardless if they're baby boomer, Gen X, Gen Y, or whatever, they don't always listen to older people because they don't think that either older people are worthy to be listened to, or maybe they don't understand what they may be going through. So how can someone who has different priorities than you connect with you? We'll go to the T2Q virtual phone lines to see who will be joining the mix today. And I will go here to the Peach State of Georgia and welcome back T. T, what's going on? Hey, everyone. How are you? Thanks for having me back. I'm good. How are you? I am great. I appreciate you taking the time to come back on. Glad to be here. And I will go to the Magnolia State of Mississippi. And welcome back this lady. It's been some time since she's been on. The sensible <laughs> sister herself, Miss Ashley. Ashley, what's going on? What's up? Nothing much. I'm just glad to be here. Okay, okay. I love well, being a part of your show. You already know that. <laughs> I definitely appreciate you. <laughs> and so let me go back to the Peach State of Georgia and welcome this brother back. It's always good to have another Q on the line. Quaylen, what's going on, man? How you making it? Hey, how you doing? Good evening or afternoon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Happy Black History Month. Uh, I'm excited. All right. All right. Glad to have you here. And last but not least, let me go out to the West Coast and welcome back this lady who's been a minute. Miss Kaya Mims. <laughs> Kaya, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. My way. What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get started. And again, those of you who joined the chat room, just by adding a chat, you're being entered to win that painting behind me called The Unit, a new Renaissance exclusive. Okay, so each generation gets more skeptical than the last. I mean, there are always more questions, more fact-finding than the previous generations. Young people usually question the status quo. So... This is for whoever wants to answer. I'll just throw this out to start. Does today's generation trust older generations to guide them? No. <laughs> it's 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 kind of shaky there for me because from my experience growing up with the older generation, like my grandmother and you know, like I hear this a lot. I'll go out for something like me starting my business. You know, my granddad said, oh, I'm scared of you. You can't do that. You're going to step on these folks' toes. They're going to do this and they're going to do that. Like, why are you trying to confine me? You know, <laughs> and it's almost like they do it out of their fear and not try to understand where I'm coming from with it. So them believing that we have to work a nine to five, work under somebody in order to make a living and to stay safe is what I can feel like can be a little bit misleading, especially to someone like me that's always like, hey, I know it's something greater out there. Like, I appreciate what I have, but I know there's something more. I feel like there's more that I should be doing. I don't want to just come in here and work with you know it's a steady paycheck but it's like i don't want to come in here for eight hours a day and do somebody else's work it's something more that i can be doing why can't i do that and i feel like that scares them and they see a lot of what they used to do in us so they feel like oh no i gotta stop it i gotta stop it they're gonna make a mistake but sometimes hey those mistakes are needed for us to learn you know but okay <laughs> Anybody else? How do you feel about, uh, do you trust today's generation? 
I mean, excuse me, do you trust the older generation to help you? Uh, all of you are were born after 1990, so I consider you all the younger generation, of course. I'm a 70s baby, so. <laughs> but uh, what, go ahead, Quayla. I was going to say, I don't know if they necessarily trust them to lead, um, but I do think they would trust us for or trust for mentorship just because they don't really want to be led by the older generation. Um, they're the ones that's coming up. They're the ones that's going to be living in this world and everything. They want to be the leaders, um, but they would like some kind of guidance um, and mentorship on that term. So not necessarily being like, oh, I'm going to lead and follow you, but I will be like, you know, your mentee and learn from you while I'm on my own journey and own path. And I think that's more so um, where I've noticed that a lot of people are, that they want to mentor. They don't necessarily want to be like, following the leader and not being able to do what they want to do. And like she was saying, you know, build someone else's dream uh, for eight hours a day. They want to like do and build their own dreams. That's what I think. Okay. All right. Miss McKinney in Texas says we, we try to stop the head bumps. So in other words, try to, I guess, help younger people avoid making mistakes that we may have made. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're older, you kind of give advice at your own risk. Cause like, like Monique, Monique caught the business when she tried to tell these young women to stop wearing bonnets at the airport and stuff. And just to let you all know how the older generation feel, because you'll be in our shoes someday, is that it's frustrating trying to help someone do better and they attack you for it. So what is the best way for an older person? And when I say older, I, you know, or, or older generation, I'm talking like 40 years and up. What's the best way for an older person to reach younger people with constructive criticism and T, I'll go to you. So the biggest thing for me is I'm very, very big on lead by example. And I think the hardest problem that, um, the biggest problem we have in regards to the gap between the older generation and the younger generation is that neither generation knows how to listen. And I think that if the older generation would learn how to listen, they could teach the younger generation how to listen by leading by example. And I think the reason the younger generation feels as though the older generation doesn't understand their struggles is because the older generation is not willing to listen to the fact that things that they're going through are a little bit different than the things that the older generation has gone through. So I think once both parties learn how to listen and then they can empathize with both the similarities and the differences in each other's struggles, it'll be a little bit easier for both parties to feel heard and understood. Okay. And Kaya, I'll go to you. What do you think? How, do, how can the older generation offer constructive criticism without, you know, it coming off the wrong way? Um, I think the biggest thing is for them to just resonate with their, you know, target audience or who they're trying to reach. Um, don't come in like trying to feel like you're you're perfect or better than them. Like come in and resonate with them, like help them understand and like, not to say like feel better about their mistakes, but essentially like letting them know like, hey, I've, I'm coming to you about this because I've been here before. Tell them a story about how you went through it too so that they can understand that you get where they're coming from. Because a lot of times I feel like they come in with like this sort of mentality versus this kind of mentality. And it's like, if you want to help me, help me, but understand I'm not a like a little kid, I'm a growing adult. So you need to change your approach at how you talk to people, you need to treat them like actual people, and adults and humans. And even if they were your child, child, you know, like, you know, um, adolescent child, 
still treat them with respect. I think that you get further with people when you show that you care about them by um, relating to them a little bit more than just trying to tell them um, different things. And even if there's a situation or a circumstance where maybe um, you didn't necessarily go through, but you saw a friend, like be transparent, like, hey, the reason I never did that is because I saw this friend do this and this is what happened to them. Sometimes when you teach your kids or the people around you, like what mistakes you made, it helps them to reevaluate the step before they get there. But if you hold it all yourself and don't say nothing and you're just going off, it's hard for them to understand that you get what they're even talking about. Okay. All right. Miss McKinney said sympathy, excuse me, empathy is, is a must. And Quaylen, Ashley, you all have anything to add as far as what we can do better to offer constructive criticism without coming off all judgy and preachy? Well, I don't know. I speak from a lot of experience. You know, everybody knows I have two kids. One of them's 12 and, you know, she's growing, she's getting older. And I notice a lot of the older adults around us, they try to confine her as well and tell her, no, that's not right. You can't do this. You can't do that. Why are you doing this? So I sat down with her, what, two years ago? Was that... In 2020, two years ago, I sat down with her because she was going through some stuff, you know, and I asked her, I said, hey, why don't you um, want to sit down and enjoy your time with me and your sister and stuff like that? I said, you're always on the phone with your friends. You're always on the game with them. What's going on? Is something, you know, wrong that you want to share with me? And she told me no for the longest. So I said, it's something wrong. I'm about to cry because I so I broke down. I sat her down. And I was like, listen. I've been through this, so I, I can understand it. Like, I know you're probably thinking mama's not going to understand, but I promise you, I understand. And I let her know some things that I know of that she has been going through that I went through. And, you know, I kind of helped her get through it and handle it. And she sat down and she told me exactly what was wrong. Apparently, she was getting bullied at school. You know, she's a very, very beautiful girl, pretty long hair. And the kids at school were pulling her hair saying, that's fake. That's not real. And this, this and that. And she had that one friend that stood up for her and that's who she was drawn to. Cause she thought that maybe I wouldn't understand that. I used to get bullied like that. Cause I had long, thick, bushy hair, you know, I, I went through it. I let her know. And ever since then it's like our communication is, it has opened up and like, she'll share any and everything with me. And honestly coming up, that's all I ever wanted. Instead of somebody trying to tell me no, or you'll be okay, you know, waving me off like it doesn't matter, like they never went through it. And I feel like me understanding her made her trust in me a little bit more. So I'm able to guide her better. And yeah, I, I think when um, you put yourself in someone's shoes and they see you do that, they, they do feel a little better, tend to feel a little better about things. But Quaylen, let me ask you this, man. And I, I think every generation has heard this, but it gets a little more rougher and rougher with each passing generation. Quaylen, how does it feel when people from older generation call you soft? I just simply disagree. Um, I've got tough skin. I've been through a lot. Um, you know, I'm what, 25? We done had wars. We done had recessions, housing crisis, um, terror threats, insurrections, uh, all kinds of wild inflation going on, all kinds of racial attacks going on same way they were having it going on and they were now we're seeing on social media all of the um young black boys and girls that's being killed way before that time um and we've been 
exposed um, and to an extent desensitized to a lot of that stuff. Um, so I don't think we're soft at all. The fact that we're able to still stand and keep pushing and still being able to create even throughout the chaos that we've been um, exposed to and the like constant oppressions that we've been faced um, faced, faced um, against. And we're still thriving, skin still clear, smile still beautiful, um, still being able to shine a light to other people, um, still helping others. Um, I mean, it's not going to get under my skin if you call me soft, because I know it's not true. That's your opinion. I'm not going to sit there and argue about you, your opinion. I can't change your mind about your opinion. I'm just going to tell you my truth. Keep it pushing. Like, don't, if, you, if you're going to sit there and argue about me being soft, we can share stories back and forth, but I mean, what, what's that going to get us? Like, keep it pushing. Okay. All right. So, T, T um, you know, when people say that, T, that's really kind of a slick way of questioning your mental toughness. And we know how important mental health is and, and awareness and everything. So uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's really what they're doing? They're taking a shot at your mental toughness when they say that your generation is soft? Honestly, I feel like it's kind of hard for me to resonate with that because most of the people that um, I come into contact when I'm having a conversation, that that kind of perception of me is changed very, very quickly once they've learned a lot of the things that I've done and I've dealt with and I've brought myself through over the course of the years. So I don't come into contact with a whole lot of people and like leave a conversation with them feeling as though, oh, she's soft. She hasn't dealt with a lot or she, you know, wouldn't be able to deal with the things that I dealt with in my time. I've like very rarely actually been able to, um, or very, very rarely left a conversation feeling as though like I actually probably went through a lot of things that like most people don't do rather than the other way around. Because I think what people typically expect of our generation. Um, so for me, it's kind of empowering, but at the same time, it is kind of frustrating just to think that like the expectation is that if you don't go through hell as a child, then that that's something negative about you. When in reality, like you would think the older generation would want for us to struggle far less than the way that they struggle. So, um, yeah, a little bit of mixed feelings about that. But like I said, I don't really come into contact with it very frequently because most people who I communicate with will understand like a lot of the things that I did growing up and a lot of the um, challenges and situations that I overcame and that soft would be far from the vocabulary used to describe it. So, All right. So I think someone mentioned this earlier about uh, older people are kind of like being an example or a role model as far as uh, what to do. And like, for example, my, my dad did not go to college, but he thought it was important that my brother and I did. And so, you know, we did. Is it harder for a younger person to be advised to do something that the older person who's telling you didn't do themselves? I mean, is the day of the do as I say and not as I do mindset a thing of the past? And I'll start with you, Ashley. Um, I'm not just going to necessarily say that it's hard, but I will say that if it's not something that that child wants to do and they have something that could potentially be better than them going to college and just struggling just to make you happy. Because I know a lot of people that only did stuff to make their parents happy and they are miserable now, <laughs> mm. like very miserable. And I have a cousin actually, you know, 
his parents told him, you know, you need to go to college. And he finally just, he went, but he was just like, you know what, this ain't for me. Let me go talk to my mom and dad. And they listened. And I respect that. They listened. They said, look, college isn't for me. I know you want me to go, but I can't do it. And they just told him, well, you need to get you a good paying job and you need to go to work. And that's exactly what he did. Like, that's what he wanted in the first place because he loves to make his own money. He doesn't like asking people for things. And sometimes when you go off to college, you know, they have that thing, the broke college student, you're eating noodles and stuff. So, you know, nobody wants to go. Everybody doesn't want to go through that. And I'll say, like, I have no problem with going to school, but the things that I want to do is only it's some stuff that I can learn, like simply watching videos talking to people that have already done it. I don't necessarily need a degree, but what I like, I have so much that I'm trying to accomplish being that I have two little girls and I have to work, you know, to make money to make sure I can provide right now while I'm in, while I'm in the midst of doing the things that I'm trying to do. So why not sit down on YouTube or ask somebody that's already in the industry that I'm in, hey, what can I do? What can I start and do this? Like there's so much out there. I feel like don't just tie your child down to school. And have them living and working to just pay that school debt off. <laughs> you know, that can that that will kill somebody's dream real quick. <laughs> mm -hmm. I say let them do what they want, not necessarily what's gonna make you happy. Don't try to live your life through your kids. And Kaya, how do you feel about it? Is the do as I say, not as I do mentality gone with the wind? Um, interestingly enough, so I, I don't I, I think that's okay because I think a lot of times again like we make mistakes or like people as a whole make mistakes or they do things they make choices and then they have kids or they in, find themselves mentoring or talking to someone else or giving advice and the advice that's given is just based on that person's reality or maybe what they've seen and that's cool and I think it's it's smart for both parties to understand that that's the biggest part like in situations like that, I try to take away like the bigger aspect behind what they're saying. Like, I respect that you you're saying go to college, go to school, get your degree, et cetera. Like, I, I can respect that if maybe like in your life you didn't do it and you realize how it was a, a hardship for you and you're like, hey, had I done that, this, this, and this would have happened. Mm -hmm. Being able to tell kids that that was your reality is the most important part because literally everybody's situation is not going to be the same. Everybody is not going to be meant to go to school. Like I, I didn't go to college. Well, I went about a semester. Um, but again, like I, I feel like I have a really great job, amazing job. I feel like I have a lot of awesome skills. I feel like I'm a super hard worker. So I found another way around it. But would a lot of people in my life had encouraged me to go to school, probably. Um, if I could have went back and did it different, would I have? maybe so like you know what i mean the opportunities are endless and so it's important not to just for us as youth and and the younger youth to not just push it to the side like it doesn't matter because i think a lot of those realizations for adult or like older people happened after the fact like oh had i back then been thinking about mm -hmm. xyz i would have realized the end game and i think it's hard for you as a youth in that position to get it because you're going to be inclined to make the same mistake where you're like, I, I don't want to hear that. That's probably what they said and did the same thing. So really taking into account all the person's options, like telling the kids that, telling your, the youth that, like, hey, look at all your options. I feel like no one told me that. I felt like to some degree, 
yeah, I could have went to college, but I also could have been doing like a whole lot of other stuff way sooner had anybody been looking at my options and encouraging me to look at my options. Like, oh, you could do makeup. You could do this with dancing. You could do that. Like, I didn't really have anybody to like branch that option for me and show me that it wasn't just this one thing or to even be a visionary for me and see something greater. Like when we were in high school, I know I graduated late. We got, I know Ashley 09. Um, YouTube was not like huge, but ha imagine had I had parents that were super tapped in and been able to see that and say, get on a bandwagon early. Nobody yeah. really could see that for me growing up to encourage me with that or to show me those ways. So I don't think that they're always necessarily bad. I just think both parties need to understand the unique differences that the time frame plays. Because today's generation with technology and what they have is different. And you cannot try to tell these kids that their money makers are going to be the same as your money makers back in the day. You got to look beyond. You got to see the vision for the end game and help your kids there. I don't have kids, but that's how I view it, you know? Okay. I think that's a very good response. You know, when I think back to my parents, you know, telling me to go to college and everything, I was focused on, like, I, I wanted to go to college because I wanted to be a lawyer. However, I was, I wanted to be a lawyer because, I mean, mainly it was to make good money and everything, but it really wasn't a passion, so to speak. And because I was kind of raised to, like a lot of people, you're kind of raised to make money and not necessarily do what you like. And I think younger generations are realizing, hey, if I do what I like, then the money's just gravy, you know, or a lot of times you can make a lot of money doing what you like. And so I, I think that it's, uh, yeah, go ahead, Kai. I just wanted to tap in there, even with that, like a lot of people, if they're happy, that's so much less stress on them. So say I'm even making like five or $10,000 less a year, the fact that I'm happy those in like whatever is um happening the chemical release that's happening because you're happy is a way like that's a greater benefit than sitting there and like making 10 or twenty thousand more dollars but you're you hate your job it's a bad work-life balance you're there all the time no one cares about you like if you can find a job where that does happen it's great and i think you should encourage kids to go for them or career paths but if like you said no passion that's the biggest point Parents need to be trying to understand what their kid's passion is and look at all the ways they can get their child to use their passion. They're so one track minded with their kids. Like sometimes I think they they give up looking for different ways to reach their kids. Like, oh, all you want to do is play football. Fine. When that doesn't work out and you don't make it to the league, don't say nothing. And it's like, well, you could be talking to them about being a coach, being an agent, using their wonderful communication skills like how else are they able to utilize their passion for sports or whatever they have to make that coin that you're not looking at as a parent to open their eyes to? Because, again, they're the youth. They don't know all their options all the time. Sometimes you got to show it to them. No, that's Good real. stuff. And so, all right, well, what about this? Politics. You know, it's very difficult to discuss politics with older generations. Uh, their belief system comes from a different place because a lot of it may have been influenced by you know, their family, while younger generations belief system may have been influenced by social media, TV or radio. So, uh, T, let me go to you. Do you think that, I, I guess, a couple of the hardest things to discuss with older generations are the topics of race and sexual orientation? Do I think those are the hardest topics to talk about? For me, no. 
um, just because I, I'm, I'm psychology, like through and through. I love that I found psychology because I've always been a psychology major at heart. And what I learned was if you can, um, if you can learn to associate a concept to a physiological like experience, then no one can argue it. So people love to, you know, the older generation likes to talk about different things about race and sexual orientation and preference and gender identity and all those things. And it's hilarious once you just bring up all the studies that people have done on the literal physiological concepts that back whatever identity or whatever experience that person is having, because how do you challenge that? That's literally what their brain physically created. Mm. Like literally, I, I was having a conversation with my aunt who I'm really, really close to her, but we do differ in a lot of different, um, you know, we have very different opinions and she was doing her mother-in-law's hair. So it was three different generations in the room and they were having a conversation about um, the concept of uh, sexual orientation. And I was just sitting there doing my homework. Um, I'm a master's student in clinical mental health counseling. So we're learning, um, it was my class, uh, social and cultural issues. And they're just having their very, very uneducated conversation about their opinions. And my aunt kind of laughed because, you know, I'm from California too. So shout out to the West Side. Um, but they were like, Tierra's out in Atlanta. So, you know, her being in the gay hub of the country is probably reforming her, you know, opinions on everything and i was like no actually research and education is reforming my opinions on everything and then i brought up a couple of articles that i had found that talked about how when autopsies and um mental scopes were done on transgender individuals who were murdered because of their experiences it showed that their brain makeup was actually more similar to that of the gender which they identified than it was to that which they were assigned at birth how do you argue that Okay. That's not you don't you don't just decide to change the physiology of your brain. All right. And Quaylen, what do you think about the discussion of race and sexual orientation or, or so with uh, older generations? Do you think that it is difficult? How can it be made to be an easier discussion? Um, I don't necessarily say that it can be difficult. I can understand how sometimes it could be challenging. But what I'm looking at is like, we got problems that's so much bigger than race, sexual orientation, political preference, um, religion. There's there's so many other things, and that's just using us to divide us and just taking our mind off of the bigger picture of things that's going on. Like people out here with like dirty water, dirty air, like inflation through the roof, like student loans. It don't matter who you like, who you love, who you voted for, everybody going through these same things. Why are we sitting here arguing about something silly about the color of my skin and who I like? Like, it really shouldn't even make no difference. Like, it's, is it you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like is it you that I like and that's what's bothering you? No. Like, is, is it something that you're going that you might like to do it and you and you're uncomfortable with doing it? And that's why you're trying to hold me back from doing it. Like, what is it? Because um, it's we could be moving past that. Like, I don't really care who you're sleeping with um, to an extent. I really don't care about a lot of things. Um, I know that sounds weird, but I'm like, yo, sleep with who you want to. Um, you could vote however you may. Um, but just know your household is what's important. Like, you know, the president is going to do whatever presidents do. Like, you can't really control a lot of what they do. And even on a macro scale, they're not really directly impacting your household a lot of times the way that you can in your family and in your household. So it's like, I don't really care about your political affiliation too much. Religion, um, 
that one can get touchy because I know people are serious about their religions and stuff. But if you peel the curtain back behind that, like if you ask somebody to describe God or describe Allah or whoever it may be, I promise you they all going to sound like the same person. Like, oh, maybe, you know, we shouldn't get so caught up in like the names or the titles and stuff that's just dividing us for no reason when we're all really trying to do the same thing. Uh, so that's really how I feel like. And sometimes some people don't want to hear that thing because, you know, they're guarded and whatnot. But I mean, it's just conversations that need to be had sometimes if they come up. Or like, you know, if it's a disagreement or something that somebody having, you're like, hey, this is this is my truth. I'm living in it. Like, I'm not soft. Like you said, like, yeah, we can have these conversations. You might be thinking, oh, you know, he's whatever it may be. Nah, like, I'm just thinking past that. It's bigger than that. That's just like a little petty problem talking about the race and whatnot. No, nah, I'm not saying like, no, trust me, no. I do love the black women. I do. Happy Black History Month and all that. But I mean, I'm just saying race isn't that big of a factor to me when we're working on trying to do some things like that. Because, I mean, we got bigger fish to fry. All right, and I saw Kaya. I saw you back there testifying, like she's ready to stand up and stomp in a circle. So, but uh, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say I'm glad he brought up religion because I was gonna say that's, in my opinion, probably the most difficult challenge that we face. Talking to older generation, younger generation, one of them I think is uh, religion because I feel like the religion is such an impact of like how we run our households, how we run just everything around us. I feel like every time a lot of the older generation has something to say and try to revert it back to, you know, biblical sense or time frames, et cetera, in which I get it. Um, I don't feel like I've ever been able to find like, well, I, I will say this. I've always taken something positive away with me from a, sin, from, from a sermon. At least one thing but i think that they're not trying to think about it like that as a bigger overall picture sometimes they try to hold us to like every little uh, aspect of the, the bible or how we should raise our kids or like we said do anything and i think religion has a huge range on that and that plays into politics even bigger because as we know a lot of people use religion in politics as a way to get to all of us as a way to pull on our heartstrings or change our mind for what we feel like should actually be happening in our country they tie religion in with it. And a lot of times they still have their crooked ass, excuse my language, but their crooked ass beliefs all behind that stuff being the driver of it. And so then the religion isn't really real. And I think the younger generation is understanding that, but the older generation is very cemented in like, this is how it is. I think it's definitely a gap. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like with religion, you can almost find a verse in the Bible to help justify a lot of things, you know, a lot of arguments you can try to find. But I mean, there's also some things in the Bible that are contradictory to itself. And I, I think you have to, it's about interpretation, discernment, and common sense. That's what's really lost in the shuffle when it comes to religion, race, orient, sexual orientation, all that stuff. Common sense gets lost in the shuffle. And uh, it, it really plays a role in the in the gap in communication so all right so a couple more questions and this one right here i really want to hit on and this can be for whoever wants to respond all right i'm going to give you uh these items responsibly managing money parenting skills work ethic and knowing how to love and be loved okay four things responsibly managing money parenting skills, work ethic, knowing how to love and be loved. Of those four things, 
which one should the older generation focus on teaching the most? And this is for whoever wishes to respond. The last one, because all of the other ones are incorporated in that. So knowing how to love and how to be loved. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Knowing how to love yourself and knowing your self-worth and self-value triggers and trickles down to all of the rest of them. Knowing how much you need to get paid and knowing how to spend your money accordingly comes from how you love yourself and how you take care of yourself. Your work ethic, how hard you're willing to work, as well as how much you're willing to take care of yourself so you can work effectively and productively comes back down to how you love yourself. Everything that you mentioned comes back down to how you love yourself and you're taught to do that. Okay. Anybody else agree, disagree? I also want to, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I also wanted to touch too, like, um, like I did a segment not that long ago about love languages. I say not that long ago, like a year ago, but like about love languages and that's a major point, like a major factor. And you start to think about it, like love and be loved. That is literally about like partnership when you start to get and develop a partnership with another person, understanding what that person needs to feel good and secure and delivering on that and understanding that that's you're their partner to deliver on that and understand your partner should be doing the same for you. That's not always easy to teach the other person to pay attention to it, but that's what the strive should be, I think. And if we talking about what should be taught, yes, that love and be loved because I, I'm doing a lot of hiring right now with the younger generation. I'm 32 and I'm hiring a lot of like 18, 22 in that age range and trying to find things that reach them is key. Cause I'm not trying to like, I don't know how to run something, but if I want my team to be happy or my employees to be happy, what do I do for them? How do I make them feel good? Like, love languages make your life so much easier and you understand people's like what's the meme it's like y'all are over here trying to buy shorty a chanel bag and she just wants to hug like literally y'all need to understand what people want or what people need and down to like is money the most important thing to you if it's not the most important thing to your child great but maybe teach them that money management because of that understand that might be a weakness for your child i can and show them like, hey, I know this isn't important to you, but this is why you need to hone in that skill so that you're not relying on nobody else to do it for you. You can literally help your kids cross ways, just paying attention to their love language, understand the whole side of their life, lovelanguages.com. All right. So of those four things, um, responsibly managing money, parenting skills, work ethic, and knowing how to love and be loved, which one is the least important? I don't know. Like to me, all four is like they're really all important. <laughs> they're up there. To me, they really are because like your work ethic is gonna determine how far you go, whether you're working for somebody else, working for yourself. Money management is also gonna determine how far you go because you can make the money, but if you cannot manage it, there's no point in you know <laughs> going after all of this. And then like, you know, parenting. I mean, you want to teach your kids how to manage money because I'm not very good with money. I'm just now learning the importance of money. Like I bought some cards. I can't remember the name of them, but they are some stuff in there I didn't even know about. So it made me research it so I can better teach them. Hey, you know, you want this money. You have to learn how to save it. Like they have bank accounts. They both have separate bank accounts. And I show them how to manage it, how to read their statement. 
what they, you know, teach them how to invest. You know, they're not really investing now, but they're investing in themselves. I will say that. <laughs> and like, you know, when we get down to love, the love is like she said, like Tara said, you know, it's going to trickle down to everything else. So I feel like they're all top tier. Every last one of them is up there. <laughs> Two. Being a parent, having raised two beautiful little ones, I know I'm a, this is, my opinion is like against probably the greater opinion. I'm going to say teaching the younger generation how to parent is probably the least significant because it's probably what's been the least helpful over the years. I think if you focus on all of the top ones, including and especially teaching someone how to love and how to be loved at the end of the day, first of all, let's just put it out there. Not everybody is meant to be a parent, point blank period. Not everybody is meant to have or raise children. That's just the truth about life. So can we just acknowledge and accept that for starters? Secondly, when you genuinely know how to be healthy, how to communicate, how to work for the things that you love, how to respect yourself, how to respect others, nothing about parenting is going to is is like falling through the cracks you're going to have if you have everything you need as a happy healthy individual you have everything you will need to be a parent and at the end of the day this concept of like there's a specific way to raise kids is literally one of the most toxic and poisonous like contributions to this generation i think that the fact that people want to focus so much on telling somebody else how to raise their kids is what's wrong with the generation people need to be more focused on how to better themselves how to raise themselves how to heal themselves and then at the end of the day all they're going to be doing is teaching the next generation how to do that, which is what's going to trickle down, which is what ultimately is going to fix all of the problems in failed parenting. I agree with that. Right. You all have some Definitely. Very <laughs> perspectives, very interesting perspectives. And I think it's great that because, uh, you know, majority of my viewers are probably 40 somethings. And so these are things they need to hear in order to be able to learn how to bridge that gap so to speak to know what they need to do and all right so i'm gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap things up but i definitely appreciate you all sharing your thoughts with me today um i value your opinions and, and my goal is to get people to listen more than they talk so they can hear the perspective of others that's why i only invited you know people born after 1990 because i didn't want older people butting in with their two cents however <laughs> they'll get their chance to have their voices heard on a future show. But this show is focusing on how older people can better assist younger people. And I, I don't think that older people get the respect that they once did. And some of that is because of our own doing. And, and that's a huge problem here in the U.S. I mean, in the U.S., we tend to throw our old people away. Every other country seems to embrace older people and seek wisdom from them, from them but not in America, not anymore. And, you know, the, the pandemic kind of proved that. Early on in the pandemic, there were a lot of 20-somethings that were going out partying and bringing COVID back home to their parents and their grandparents mm -hmm. because living their best life was more important than their parents or grandparents living at all, I guess. But you see on the news, you know, people say, well, my grandmother or my grandfather need to wear masks when I'm around them because I'm going to continue to go out. And maybe that attitude came from the fact that older people don't always appear to be looking out for the best interests of younger people. A lot of people around my age and older either don't know how to teach the younger generation or choose not to do so because in our minds, we're still young ourselves. 
people my age stand in line for Jordans and iPhones just like teenagers do. You know, my parents and their generation were never interested in the same things that their children were interested in. So once the baby boomer generation became parents, their priorities changed. That's not the case for my generation um, and the generations afterwards. So there's a lot of things that we need to work on as far as Gen X and beyond is to try to help right some of the wrongs that are, that are plaguing society because it's sad. Like we had a, a situation last week where a young girl, 14 years old, committed suicide, mm-hmm. walked out of high school, went and jumped off a bridge. And you have to believe that better communication could have maybe helped prevent that. And that's what we need to focus on. So, all right, before we get to our final thoughts, I want to give this piece of art away. It is called The Unit. It is a new Renaissance exclusive. Let's see if I can. And it's going to be given away for free to some lucky person in the chat room. So let me go ahead and do this giveaway. And we will get ready to shut this thing down. All right, here we go. This is for the new Renaissance painting. Bad man. Hey. The bad man in Arkansas. Are you in the chat room? You must be in the chat room. And say something in order to claim your painting, bro. So I will give you a little bit. And if you're not there, I'll have to draw again. I shall take a sip, sip of my tasty, refreshing beverage. <laughs> it's actually water. Batman may have dropped off, so I will pull another name. Batman going once, going twice. All right. Here we go. We'll try again. I was going to say, again? Okay. There we go. <laughs> Look, I don't know who Ashley I'm coming as. Is there an Ashley here? Definitely. <laughs> and then she actually going to put, here I am in the chat room. audaciously Ashley here? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, congratulations. Send me your uh, mailing address, and I will be sending you this exclusive new Renaissance painting, only one of a kind. It's only one. It is called the unit. It's representing the family unit, which I thought would be great for this show, since uh, we're talking about bridging the generation gaps here. So, Ashley, I will be sending that to you. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and get ready to do our final thoughts and wrap things up. I truly appreciate you all taking the time to join the show. So final thoughts, T, I will start with you first. All right, well, I mean, not much here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Again, thank you for just allowing this platform to be a space where our voices matter at the end of the day. That's, That's kind of all we're looking for. Let us know that we're being heard. So I appreciate you creating a platform to acknowledge that. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining. And Quaylen, what you got, bro? Oh, you know, I got you. First of all, thank you so much for allowing us on your platform. Ladies, you all's uh, feedback was spoken so eloquently. I knew I couldn't do anything like that. You all are phenomenal. Uh, Thank you for that. And then if you want to talk about bridging the intergenerational gaps, um, one of my mentors, attorney Mowley Davis, he wrote a book called We Need You encouraging my son's generation for black liberation. And then he gave it to a bunch of youth here in Atlanta and asked us to create from it. Um, And we have an album that's out, it has spoken word and music. Um, There's clothing that was created 
by the youth here in Atlanta. Um, there's visual art that's absolutely phenomenal. Definitely go check out that We Need You album. You can listen to what the youth have to say based off of what they heard um, and read from one of the, um, I'm not going to say old head, I'm going to say one of the seasoned adults in our life. So <laughs> definitely go check that out, the We Need You album by the Black Man Lab, Black Man Like Me, Lab, L-A-B. It's on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify. You got a music video up on YouTube. Uh, just definitely go check that out, support the music, and I love y'all. Thank y'all. All right, cool, cool. That's, that's a dope shirt, too. Appreciate it, appreciate yeah. it. It's awesome. All right, man. I appreciate you. He's just like, um, I don't know if you all have seen, I think it's a Head and Shoulders commercial with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Troy Palomalu. And Troy is always saying, I'm never not working. And uh, I feel like Quellen's the same way, never not working. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you, man. And Kaya, you can give your final thoughts, please. Absolutely. I just want to, of course, say thank you for um, having me on. You're always so amazing. Your topics are amazing. Um, and you just bring awareness to the very best things that we need to have awareness to. And I thank you. Um, being born in the 70s, which is my one of my favorite music genres ever, 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 ever. Just thank you for still in your 70s at, you know, mentality, for being able to connect with us and reach us. You're always super relatable. So thank you. Um, as far as the um people who are a part of the show or if you're watching and you're just trying to figure out better connection um just be relatable and talk to people really sit down and just talk to us we want to talk to y'all we're getting to the point where we're raising kids we're expected to be mentors now in situations we get into our mid-30s and and soon and and 40s in the next decade so like if y'all want to reach us just talk to us man like we love that. We appreciate that. And um, also, I read birth charts. If anybody is looking for a birth chart reading or a tarot card reading, or if you just want to chat about it, I love to just actually have conversations too. Reach out to me through um, Instagram. I am Von Kaya, as on the screen right there, somewhere over there, over there. <laughs> but um, I'm on the screen, so just reach out to me. I love, um, I feel like, Astrology was a huge part of what made me understand generations and the differences between them, um, just because it deals with birth dates, et cetera. So reach out if you're ever curious about how I uh, made those connections. So thank you, Q, yet again. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you and your time. And okay, look who, who just showed up. I'm afraid you're a little <laughs> late, bad man. <laughs> I'm afraid you're just a little late. <laughs> All right. Ashley, shut it down for me, please. Hi. Okay. Well, thank you, Q, for having me on the show. You know, I always love your topics. Like Your topics are things that, you know, people need to hear. People should talk about more often to, like, really understand each other. I loved hearing you guys' opinions. I learned so much from y'all as well, you know, even though... We, we had similar thoughts with the way y'all put it out there and like really, really honed in on certain areas, especially with the parenting. I, I, I love it. Like, I appreciate everything you do on this show, Q. I really do. Like, I love it. Anytime you hit me up, you're like, hey, you want to be on the show? Let me see if I can make that happen. You know, I love it. 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 But I'm Ashley. 
of course, Sensible Sister is my business name. I run an online candle shop. I am pretty much right now, um, I like to make, well, I'm sorry, put together scents that help relieve stress and anxiety. You know, after a long day of work, I'm branching out into some new areas that I also like to um, use candles for. I have body care products and all of that good stuff. So if you want to just check my shop out, you know, subscribe to my email list to, to see what I have cooking up. <laughs> just type this in on Facebook or you can type it in on Instagram and you will find me. Sensible Sister LLC. All right. Cool. <laughs> I appreciate it. And um, yeah, her candles are dope too. So I'm going to have to re-up. Cause I'm about to, I think I've worn out the one, the last one I got, but all right. I want to thank all I'm of sorry, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Huh? Since you said that and you want to re-up, like, you know, I did a giveaway last week and my mom was also one of the other winners and she told me just give them away. I'll just send them to you. How about that? That's a, hey, that's, that's as good as a birthday gift as it can get for this show. I truly appreciate that. I got that's, you. Mighty, that's mighty dope of you. <laughs> We're going to be exchanging each other's addresses and stuff too. Hey, so, Q, uh -huh. side note, I wanted to ask a quick question. Yeah. What is the actual date for the birthday? Today. 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 Yeah, that's the your, only reason why I'm doing, doing the show on a Sunday. Is it? Yeah, Pisces. I was looking at it. I was like, your show is a Pisces. And so, like, as a show and a concept, that's really cool because Pisces is, like, the oldest sign in the Zodiac meaning it encompasses all the energy of all times before it, which is why I feel like you're so forward moving and unique and creative with your topics and able to connect like you are. And you yourself are a Scorpio, right? Yeah. That's what I was thinking, which is very transforming. Scorpios know how to transform things. So shout out to you for literally living in your truth and your path and like just doing this. That's like really dope that in general. So shout out to you. All right. Well, thanks. I never thought about my show being a Pisces. Huh? That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Probably why I love it so much. You know, my birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> well, an early happy birthday to you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I, I want to thank all of you for joining this 11th birthday celebration of T2Q. It really meant a lot to me for those of you who have supported the show over the years. And even if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. I hope that you add me in your rotation. And remember that if you want to be a guest on the show, you can simply just hit me up. You can email me at talktoqnow at gmail.com or just inbox me on social media, which you can find me at talktoq just about anywhere. You can request to join the show, leave feedback for certain topics and, and, and things of that nature. So that's always cool. Uh, congratulations to Ashley for winning the unit artwork courtesy of New Renaissance. This is the season 11 finale. Uh, so the live show will return on Tuesday, March the 8th, starting up with season 12. In the meantime, you can enjoy some Q on one interviews over the next couple of weeks. So I hope that everyone enjoys the rest of their week. I'll see you soon. You've been checking out the talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Peace out.